Stampede. Garner is at number 130, recorded at 3 13 2022. Why should you be distracted from seeing what's happening to you? Conveniently, our government classifies documents they don't want you to see. They say it's done to protect the government, that secrets once revealed would harm you and the government. But our secrets aren't just to protect the government or our politicians. No, there are secrets that can't be revealed because they're truthful. That's why you're to be distracted, never told what is happening. The distractions are many and everywhere. The sporting events are meant to occupy your time. You're manipulated to believe that who scored the most points Who won the championship? Whose city or what stadium proved to have the best team? But all of that doesn't ever deal with what was happening outside of the games. The continual violence of mass killings. The looting of businesses. The corruption of phony prices on Wall Street. 
the unethical behavior in all levels of professions, our $30 trillion debt, our need to punish, those things are our decay. That's why you've been distracted and entertained. Well, there will be a realization that the lies you've been fed are going to have consequences. You've been tricked. And when you come to see that, it'll be too late. Barriers will be erected. Curfews will be in place. Inflation won't be stopped. Shortages will be everywhere. There will be armed conflicts around the world. Our control in this country of what we want or demand will have disappeared. Our military will prove impotent in enforcing what must be done. And don't deceive yourself. There will be a collapse in the belief we were the strongest country in the world that we had the high moral ground to tell everyone else how they should live. It was just a mirage, a smokescreen to keep us entertained, and the false illusion we could do anything. But our normalcy was really nothing more than decay. I don't like telling people how they should live. But then again, I don't want people to believe they have the right to interfere with others. That is to say, I do believe we have a responsibility to help people who want to injure themselves. It's a common problem in mental health, people who want to hurt themselves. And it has far-reaching effects in the everyday working of a society. 
The goal of any society is that its people are healthy and strong and are content in their lives. So I'm loath to tell people how they should live, but I'm compelled to talk about deterioration, resulting in people who can't find value in who they are and are willing to harm themselves. I believe in our connection to the natural world. And when we reject that, we open the door to something that isn't in our best interest. When I was very young, I had red hair and fair skin with freckles on my face. And I had that condition well into my fourth or fifth year. I literally have no recollection of that condition. Freckled face and red hair. Except what my parents told me. In fact, when relatives or friends of my parents saw me when I was eight or nine years old, they'd say, I remember when you had red hair. Yeah, I was a redhead till I was four or five, and for some reason it disappeared. The point being, some natural process in my body made me change. And I must have accepted it. I didn't consider some dramatic action to punish myself for having changed. But as I grew older, I must have subconsciously thought about it. Because I remember looking with deep respect at President Ronald Reagan's hair and said to myself, he had to have had it tinted dark to avoid showing white growth. And I couldn't help wondering whether he went to hairdressers to get it done or if someone was brought to the White House to do it. A lot of people are unhappy with who they are, and that sometimes results in strange behavior. I mean, I'd like to have my red hair back again.
Are Americans prepared to accept what is coming? I should say they aren't. This country has been built on a lot of deceptions, and when the collapse arrives, most people will be forced to see we aren't the greatest nation on earth, that the rest of the world won't allow us to be treated with exceptionalism, with the reserve currency that the modern monetary theory says there is no limit to, and there are no consequences of the Federal Reserve Bank and the American Treasury printing money, that the social corruption of values from violence of all kinds wasn't able to stop. The killings continued, the addiction rates unending, the moral failure of homelessness kept growing, the greed resulting from consumerism, the refusal of accepting ancient rights of identity, the belief the artificial intelligence was going to bring us contentment, that the decisions were no longer with ourselves, but with the machines we carried with us that our military was unable to succeed in nation-building. All of that, and much more, made the world look upon us as an unhealthy nation. Not the greatest nation on earth, but a social pariah. Americans won't be able to accept that we're no longer the greatest nation, and that we'll have to take a back seat to everyone else in this world. The excesses were everywhere, and the need to show we had more than anyone else in the world couldn't be justified. The money was phony, and so was our belief we were special. No, Americans won't be able to believe we had the power of moral superiority because that had disappeared. Our cities with skyscrapers, only monuments to our past, buildings that once told the world we were the best, but now stood empty, hollowed out from within.
America's claim to greatness in the past may be historically accurate, but that may not be true today. We could not, we should not engage in a direct military conflict against Russia, China, or for that matter, most third world nations. We have over 800 military bases around the world, and they're there to ensure our control of our economic system. And after 20 years fighting a war in Afghanistan while attempting to build its nation with American values, we failed. The rest of the world watched that happen, and it was particularly insightful for Russia, which had painfully dissolved the Soviet Union in 1994, and China which saw a way to increase its position in the world after the U.S. Senate passed most favored nation status to China in the year 2000. It allowed China to export everything the West wanted or needed at considerably lower prices. And it also opened the door almost immediately to over 2 million Americans losing their jobs. It began China's economic unparalleled growth with America's decline. And to speak of the fall of the Soviet Union, it didn't change Russia's vast natural resources. In fact, after the collapse of the Soviet Union, Russia turned to producing vast oil reserves and exploration in the Arctic Ocean, transforming Russia as a oil-producing nation, strengthening it as a financial rival to America. If you want to see why Russia invaded Ukraine, one of the major reasons was our attempt to block Nord Stream 2 pipeline to Europe. And you know what? Russia is going to succeed in taking Ukraine, and America's attempt to block Russia from moving forward in producing oil will simply be a bump in the road. They'll regain what they've lost by our sanctions and be even stronger because it will be shown America was impotent in stopping them. It's said the Russian ruble has collapsed worth about the value of one U.S. penny. If I had the means and the way to purchase a lot of Russian rubles at the price of one U.S. penny, I'd do it today. That's a prediction that would make me very wealthy.
America doesn't have the strength to combat the combined economies of Russia and China. It has the means of producing sanctions against them, but the power to make those sanctions work is difficult at best. We won't be able to make Russia or China bend to our will. And they know the rest of the world is questioning whether America has the strength to correct its own financial bankruptcy. They know how weak and vulnerable our country is and whether our allies would help us when it came to combating the rise of China and Russia. China is spreading its influence in Africa and South America. And whether we like it or not, Western Europe is going to get its energy needs from Russia. I doubt whether Americans will ever accept that our best days are behind us. The propagandists will keep telling us all we ever need is to keep consuming and will be normal again. But that was part of the decay. But that was part of the illness of what we were making in America's greatness. We just needed more stuff, and that would make us content. But it won't stop the greed that has taken hold of this country. We turned away what was beautiful here, and we did it for money that no longer has value. And we thought we could tell the rest of the world what we wanted them to do. But that's coming to an end. The world won't return our calls when we ask them for more of what they've got. We've run our course. And America's freckled face and red hair, like what I had when I was five years of age, is gone. We're no longer innocent or free from deceptions, and it shows. But we'll never be able to accept what we've become.
this week on Gardner Isn't, you first heard the music from Thomas Newman for the 2019 movie 1917, Night Window. Then from the original TV series Midnight Sun, Back to the Office by Nathaniel Michelet, a 2016 release, followed by Miklos Rosas' work from the movie The Man in Half Moon Street, Transformation, 1945. Then more Michelet, the angel maker, from the TV series Shadow Play, 2020. Then again, Thomas Newman, from the main theme of 1917. And finally, Lalo Schifrin's main title, to the movie Cool Hand Luke, 1967. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.